following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Transformation for Success with Dr. Barbara Young. If you're looking for something more, something different, something better, this is your opportunity. Over the next hour, we'll talk about inspiration for personal and professional success. Now, here is your host, Dr. Barbara Young. Well, hello, and I hope you're having a fantastic day. First of all, I'd like to give a big shout out to my entire West Day family and to my worldwide fans of the Transformation for Success show. I want to thank you for sending all your emails and your words of love and expressions, and I just want to thank you for your love and support. This is a great day, you know, and I'm excited to have as my guest, Ms. Peggy Buck, who is a financial consultant and has been in sales for a number of years with a remarkable story. You know, I'm here each Tuesday at 12 noon on the Empowerment Channel and on Fridays at 12 noon on the Women's Channel. So I invite you to tune in each week. You can access me on Twitter, Facebook, and LinkedIn. You can also download the shows for your listening pleasure through my website, www.transformationforsuccess.com. I am thrilled every week with joy to be an ambassador of light and love. You can also email your questions, your comments about the show to info at transformationforsuccess.com. And you know, I am so excited. I really am. Um, And I really want to tell you this, though. You can call in with your questions uh, of my guest or me today at 1-888-4151. No, that's not the the number, but I actually want you to call in uh, if you'd like to call in the show today. You know, for many years, my passion has been to empower people with simple success principles to transform their lives. And every day... I am truly, truly driven to make a difference in the lives of others. And like most people, you want a change in your life and you want it now. However, real transformational change takes work. And sometimes people want to bypass the work. But there are things that you must do to get results. And I'm about action. And you know, it's empowering to listen and learn from others who've achieved at the same level you desire, and you can learn transformational success more rapidly. So I know that you're going to be inspired, enlightened, and uplifted by our show today with my guest, Miss Peggy Buck, as we talk about big dreams and big risks. I am so aware that having big dreams means taking big risks. You know, it's been said, sometimes you just have to jump and hope you stick to the landing. But I think we're all asked this question one time or another when we're young. What do you want to be when you grow up? And over time, our answers change until we land on one idea. That thing that we're supposed to do for the rest of our lives. And you know, if you had asked me at six years old... Uh, what would I want it to be? I would have said I wanted to be a pianist. 
And from an early age, I had very big and sometimes unrealistic dreams. And as I grew older, my dreams changed. So join me today as we're going to listen to Miss Peggy Buck, who shares her journey of transformation success. But I want to share a few things about Miss Peggy Buck. Peggy works for Zotus Animal Health with oversight for sales and marketing. She's actually been in sales and marketing for well over 30 years. She's worked for Well, no, not 30, but maybe 20. I'm giving her a little bit (laughs) of age there. She's worked for Fortune 500 companies, and she started her own full-service marketing firm, JSP Group, in 2002. She's a dynamic speaker and facilitator with the financial acumen and the ability to create wealth. So, Miss Peggy, I want to thank you for being on the show today, and welcome. Thank you so much, Dr. Young, for having me. Well, let me tell you, I know for a fact, Miss Peggy, <laughs> that you have a passion for coaching and empowering others to maximize their potential and walk in their purpose. You have an incredible story, and really, uh, I want to talk a little bit about that. But you know, something else I found out about you that, you know, earlier you had partnered with the government of Kenya and developed a training manual for women in Kenya to price and sell their products at local markets. So we'll talk about that a little bit later. But also, you are the founder of Creative Employment Solutions, and you developed your own Prosperity 101 financial seminar that you currently teach. So Miss Peggy Buck's going to share a lot today, not only about her story, but what she learned about having big dreams and big risks that can lead you into wealth. So again, Peggy, can't thank you enough for taking time from your busy schedule to be on the show. So listeners, stay tuned because I know Peggy's story is going to inspire, prod, and provide you with a map for transforming your life using strategies and success principles she not only learned but applied to transform her life. So I want you to get your notebooks and your pens ready if you're not driving as we listen to Miss Peggy Buck. And I like that name, Peggy Buck. Peggy, <laughs> did you ever have to... <laughs> Peggy, have you had people tease you about your name? <laughs> yes, um, I have. And actually, when people call out my name, they don't, don't just say Peggy. They say Peggy Buck. They say the whole name. So um, it has a ring to it, and it's part of... Um, my uh, mission in life as well, to help people with their money. Isn't that funny that, that you know, because when I first met you, I thought about that. I said, my God, she's here, financial consultant. She's teaching us Prosperity 101, and her name is Peggy Buck. Now, how, how good is that? Well, anyway, I want you to share with us some of your early beginnings and how you were able to transform your life in terms of big dreams and, and maybe little dreams and where you are today. So where were you born? I was born and raised in Chicago, Illinois, on the south side of Chicago. South side um, Chicago. All yes. Right. <laughs> yes. Um, my family, I grew up with a mom that worked evenings and a dad that worked two jobs, oh, one at yeah. the steel mill and one a side job. Um, we had seven of us in a two-bedroom apartment. So we had all the girls in one bedroom, my parents had the other bedroom, and my brother had, um, if you know, older apartments, there was a pantry, and that was transformed into his bedroom. So um, we had lots of love, so I didn't really know what economic status we were at, but I don't even believe we were middle class. Um, Yeah, so I grew up with not a lot, but a lot of dreams, and a lot of dreams of travel and doing big things. I always knew that I would. 
isn't that something, you know, how when, when early in life you really have a dream that's instilled inside of you? And what, what motivated you in your early life? Was it that dream of going places and doing big things that inspired you? I had um, a teacher, a fourth grade teacher, that inspired me and that encouraged me. And I think I was a teacher's pet. And um, she kind of followed me along through the fourth grade and the fifth grade. But she lived a whole different life on the north side of Chicago, which um, is more affluent area. And so I was exposed to be able to spend some weekends with her, go to her apartment, see different things that I didn't see in my own neighborhood. And it just, it really just sparked that. Uh, it's ironic that I have um, developed a manual for the government of Kenya for women in Kenya. And in the fourth grade, she um, helped us to have or put us in contact with other children in Africa, um, in Ethiopia, and we had pen pals. So we sometimes make a full circle in our life. Something. Um, that is so knowing. true. Yeah. And, you know, you're not the only person to talk about, you know, a teacher or a mentor or a pastor or someone early in life who inspires them. And that is so laudable. Thank God. Is that fourth grade teacher still around? <laughs> I don't know where she is right now. Okay. Um, okay. But I thank her for everything that she's done for I'm me. I'm sure you do. Well, you know, I know for a fact that you're a very educated woman and you're very smart. You graduated magna cum laude from North Carolina AT&T. Now, when you were growing up, did you have visions or did you have this aspiration to go to college and know that you're going to go to college coming from Southside Chicago? Actually, I was the first and am the only one of my um, four other siblings that have gone to college and completed. Um, yeah, so I knew and I was shown that education was power, and that was kind of my way to go to higher dimensions in life. And so I started out in school um, and I didn't know what I wanted to do, so I started out in like a community college or a business college, and I got an associate mm-hmm. degree. It actually wasn't until I was married and had three children that I went back to school at uh-huh. North Carolina A&T, and I, I went to school and, and had a family, and so I went later in life, so I took it a lot more serious then. And graduated magna cum laude, girl. That's quite a, yes. that's quite a feat, and, being, and having three children, didn't know that. Yeah. And getting married. Well, share some of the, 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 the great times and some of the challenges that you faced in your early journey. And um, I know you got married. And what transpired in your life uh, during that time? Um, I married, and I married a gentleman that um, uh, was well-to-do on his job as well, and so Mm -hmm. we did very well for ourselves. The thing is, I was never taught. So again, back to my childhood, um, Mm -hmm. my parents worked the jobs and things, but they never taught us to manage money. Um, I even went through a process, and I teach this in my workshops, that if you weren't taught that, and I think that's what I see is one of the bigger things that happens is we're not taught, and that's why mm-hmm. we don't know how to manage it. You have to, one, right. forgive the people who didn't teach you because you can't teach what you don't know, and two, you have to forgive yourself for what you did wrong with money and how you didn't use it wisely. Mm-hmm. Um, but wow. uh, from the south side, um, uh, worked in... The industry worked um, 
a really good job. My husband had a really good job, made six figures, um, just did really, mm-hmm. really well for ourselves and continued to keep moving forward. We even mm-hmm. went to a point of building houses, building our house from the ground up and wow. travel. And, and we did mm-hmm. so well that my income was the discretionary income. That was kind of my income was the play money. It, we took trips and went shopping and did, and there was nothing that my children wanted that we didn't mm-hmm. give them. So anything money could buy, we had the money, we used it, and we spent it, but we didn't manage it well. And I would say as well, it wasn't mm-hmm. tied in to principles of God because I wasn't walking in that way at that time mm-hmm, as well. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. that's a very important piece as well, I believe. Um, so, so I went through happened? that. Go ahead. I um, went through all of that, got a divorce, and like so many single parents and women, once, usually when the breadwinner or the one who makes the most money is out of the picture, you're mm-hmm. still with the same in the same environment that it takes mm-hmm that you need that much money, but you don't have that available. So, again, my money was the discretionary income. So, of course, it didn't even come close to meeting what I needed in that same house, in that same environment with those same bills. But um, God is good. And I went from Mm -hmm. um, getting a divorce. I still had a job. But I know that I was being taught a lesson. Um, And then I went to not even having that job. So we talked about me graduating from North Carolina A&T, but I also went further and got my MBA and graduated top 10% of my class. Now, did you do that? Did you do that while you were married? Yes. Did you get your, while you were married? Yes. Okay. You know, I'm just sort of, uh, absolutely, you know, I want to make this point because one of the things that you said, you know, you were doing very well. Uh, you were guys, you were traveling, you were building uh, houses, uh, your children weren't denied anything particularly that they want. But I guess one of the things, I guess, too, that we share with the listeners that really money cannot make a marriage. Money cannot no. make one happy. I mean, even in spite of all of this, there was a divorce situation. Yes, which, that's correct. Which changed your life. Uh, did you ever see that coming or, you know, a divorce or did you even think that that may happen to you? No, I never saw that coming. Okay. I never thought that that would happen. Um, we had some family challenges with deaths in our family and different things like that. And sometimes when things take a toll on you emotionally mm-hmm. and it just didn't go the right way after that. Uh, we just never could kind of pull it back together after that. Okay. Um, yeah. Again, and sometimes that it can happen, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, things in life happen, and and the best thing is to get a divorce. Um, and so, again, I went from houses and traveling and spending, and but we didn't have it based with budgeting. We didn't have it based in the Lord. Um, again, I got mm-hmm. a divorce. After the divorce, still tried to pull things and keep things together, downsizing to use my income because I was still working. And mm-hmm. then at that point, I didn't have a job. I lost my job as well. There was a downturn oh my in my industry. So I lost my job. But with all of this education, I thought, well, I'll just go out and get my own. Then I was told I was overqualified. I basically had to take things off of my resume to be able to get a job. Wow. At one wow. point, I went through working five different jobs at once 
from oh um, doing goodness. side work of marketing, and that was part of building that company, the JSP Group Marketing Group, to mm-hmm. um, secret shopping, to whatever it needed to be. But I didn't know at that time that that's what God was doing, was building my character in money and my character in him and my character in making friends with money, knowing that money is a resource to be used for different things. Um, At that point, I was kind of shaken into reality of, Mm -hmm. okay, I have to figure out what's coming in and what needs to go out. And I can't worry that what needs to go out is bigger than what's coming in. And then I had to put my faith with that. And that basically was the birthing of Prosperity 101, the financial workshops that I teach. It really is my simple system that I used that God directed me in. And now I use it teaching it to other people to build a a financial stability and just to get a different relationship with money. Now... You know, you make a, a a very interesting point that you had to become friends with money. Yes. What do you mean by being friends with money? I had to build a healthy relationship. I had mm-hmm. to have peace when I talked about money, peace mm-hmm. when I dealt with a budget, peace when I... Um, when I sat down and wrote out what are my expenses for this month and what do Mm -hmm. I expect my income to be? Mm -hmm. Because honestly, too, at that point, I had to get um, a card for food stamps. I had to stand in a food pantry line. I had to go to different social services and churches and charities that would pay my electric bill. So basically, I had to find out what needed to go out and whatever resources that I could get from any job I could get, how much is that, and what other resources are available to help me. And so I really had to humble well, Peggy, myself. This is, you really had, I mean, what, what most people would say, this tremendous sort of uh, top of the mountain experience with all your needs being met financially, emotionally, you're secure, to now you're talking about social services and food stamps and having to be in that level of, I mean, that must have been despairing for you. So I'll tell you what, we're going to take a quick break and we're going to be right back and we're going to talk about how you turn things around and this relationship with money. So listeners, stay tuned because we're going to be right back to hear Miss Peggy Buck and how she turned her big dream in, and big wrist into success. Thank you. We'll- Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. Are you ready for a health, life, and empowerment show in one? Then be sure to listen every week for Living Well with Ann Beal. Ann takes her long-running TV show to the Internet Talk Radio Airwaves with guest experts and insight designed to help you live a healthy and successful life. By hearing from the experts and those who have found success, our goal is that you too will be motivated to do the same. Living Well with Ann Beal can be heard every Wednesday at 10 a.m. Eastern Time, 7 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Do you or somebody you love have a struggle with abuse? You don't need to be a slave to your abuse anymore. Listen for Beyond Abuse, Beyond Therapy, Beyond Anything with Dr. Lisa Cooney. 
Dr. Lisa overcame struggles in her own life. Two decades of sexual, emotional, and physical abuse nearly took their toll. In her 20s, she turned her life around and set upon a path to help others. She can help you find the key to take control of your life, too. Listen every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Friend us on Facebook to keep up with what's empowering the world. Voice America Empowerment. This is Transformation for Success. To reach Dr. Barbara Young or today's guest, please call into the program at 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to info at transformationforsuccess.com. Now, back to this week's program. Hello there and welcome back. With my show today, Transformation for Success with Miss Peggy Buck. Yes, a lady who's named Peggy Buck and who works with finances and she's been in sales and marketing for a number of years, turned her life around, has worked with a number of Fortune 500 companies. She has a passion for consulting and empowering others to maximize their potential and walk in their purpose. So she has developed and facilitated a course called Prosperity 101. So we are now talking about how Peggy turned her life from being very successful, very well-to-do, to now with dealing with social services in a food line source, so to speak. How did she turn her life around? So Peggy, thank you for sharing and being so transparent. So I want to know, here you are with three children, divorced, and here you are having to really struggle with your finances. How did you make that comeback? Well, um, Dr. Young, I will tell you, I am a determined person. Uh, (laughs) one One of my pet peeves is, someone telling me what I can't do, mm-hmm. and then I just want to prove them wrong, that yes, I can. So I don't take no for an answer, and I've taught my children that, uh, not to, to don't take no for an answer. There's always a way to do it. Uh, I will tell you during that time, it was very emotional, very, very emotional, uh, mm-hmm. but I had to be determined that now that I have a new relationship with the Lord, Mm-hmm. I'm reading the promises of what he told me that I should prosper mm-hmm. as my soul prospers. But I didn't know even at that time he was working on me to dump out old stuff and to put new things in. Mm-hmm. A lot of the time when I spent the money, as I mentioned, that my income mm-hmm. was the discretionary income and we spent it going here and there. But mm-hmm. again, that money didn't save our marriage or anything like that. But we spend, I was spending money trying to fill areas in my life that had holes. I was using that to satisfy a new pair of shoes or an outfit mm-hmm. or a trip or something like that. And that was not the, that was not what money was used for. And we talked about that as well as first I had to come to grips with what was I doing wrong? Mm-hmm. Forgive myself for not doing right with the money. But then I had to sit down just as I did in school and sit and say, okay, we're going to bring this together. And mm-hmm. I had to be determined that I was going to do it, and I also had to be disciplined that I was going to do that. No matter when I wanted to go and shop someplace else, 
to uh-huh. try to fill a void because I was having an emotional episode at that time. Those uh-huh. were old behaviors, and I had uh-huh. to get new behaviors in place. So the first thing I had to do was have a commitment with myself. We are coming okay. out of this. Mm-hmm. And the second thing I did was sat down and I wrote down every bill that I had and every dollar that I would need for a particular month to just cover every time a dollar mm-hmm. was going to go out of my household. And I wrote down, this is what the cost is. And I also had to not be concerned with that I didn't have the total amount mm-hmm. or that I was in the red. So if my bills mm-hmm. came up to $2,000 and I only had 1000 the rest of that was not my business on where the 1000 was going to come. Sure, I had to work and go look for the work, but I began to marry mm-hmm. my mm-hmm. actions with the Word of God. And he said, whatever work he gave me, if I gave him 10%, that he would supply my needs, that he would open the windows of heaven and pour out me a blessing mm-hmm. I didn't have room to receive. And so... I had to first put my blueprint together. What is my budget? And then I had to discipline myself. I had Mm -hmm. to discipline myself to stay within that budget. And then I couldn't say words like, I don't have, well, I don't have enough or I'm broke. I changed Mm -hmm. it to, it's not part of my plan. It's not part of my budget. That's a good way. That's a good, you know, Peggy, I don't mean to interrupt you, but what, what you're saying, and I want the listeners out there to hear this, is that really, when you talk about, you know, turning life, your life around, it was developing a new relationship, not only uh, a new relationship with money, but a new relationship with yourself. Because you talk about, first, you had to look at the inner. So you had to really discover, uh, who is Peggy? What is Peggy about? What are my emotional points here? And looking then to some of the old behaviors and then changing the outer, making that commitment. I'm just repeating, but I think this is great commitment to self and yes. writing down every bill and every dollar that's going out and the cost and total amount. So you're marrying your actions to your work, to yes. everything that you do. I think this is great. So now learning all of this yourself, what else, were there other things that I'm missing? Because all of this is leading to your very popular sessions. So what else, was there something else you did? Um, I, I just did that, and I and I did a lot of forgiveness to myself. So okay. I, I, I learned that every month, even if I messed up on mm-hmm. my budget, I had a new month to start over the next month. And okay. I just had, to, again, being consistent with that. Um, there's something that the Lord has given me saying that he takes us from lack to stability to prosperity to abundance. And in my class, I show that as a, a steps on a ladder. What we try to do is go from lack to abundance, but we're not diligent in utilizing our money. So we still haven't made friends with our money. We're not at peace with money. We don't recognize that money is a resource. Money is used for every single thing that we do, from everyday life to big dreams that we have. Money is involved in it, but we have to know that it is a resource. We have to be accountable with it and use it well. And when you use it well and you honor God with your tithes, he will continue to pour out more to you, more of those resources for you to do greater and greater and greater things. Well, you know, uh, one of the things that uh, we have shared, and I talked about this uh, in an earlier conversation with you offline, was that money is such an emotional, I mean, it's such an emotional subject uh, when you talk about money. 
Uh, and then, but there's another portion of this, I think, that goes along with this. And I throw this out to you because their money, in terms of how you look at it, a mindset, there is a poverty mentality mm. that has to be overcome. Does that come up in any of your sessions? Because the poor minded person, one of the things you said about lack, you would say, you'd never say, I don't have enough. You'd say, it's not part of my plan. So you changed your words to reflect positivity rather than lack. So, but this, this, what I feel that a lot of people grapple with, and I could be wrong because I haven't done great research in this area, but is that poverty mentality. I agree with that. And you can, you will, you can even see, and I think we don't understand, you can mm-hmm. see a poverty mentality with a person that has a lot of money. Mm-hmm. They still have okay. a positive po- poverty mentality because their hands are always closed. They're always, mm-hmm. they are not givers openly, freely. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And I say it like this, money has them, they don't have money. Money has okay. control of them. And, mm-hmm. and the, the mindset comes from not thinking, not thinking that you have enough or not thinking that you're going to get more. But if we will transform our minds and think the way the Word tells us to think is that if we will give, and mm-hmm. if we, as much as we give, we will also reap bountifully as well. And so in my walk in this, And in my testing, because this was a long period, it was about a four-year period that I went through this, working all of this, with God working all of this out in my life, I got comfortable. Four years. (laughs) Yes, that was a long time. Um, I got comfortable. Four years, oh my dear, oh my dear. Yes. It was a four-year period with those Mm -hmm. food pantries and, and... uh, the community services helping with the lights and stuff and all of the different jobs. Mm-hmm. I have to tell you, I was happy when I got a job at night working in a kitchen in one of the finest restaurants in Dallas. And I will tell you this, now I go to that restaurant, I eat up front, mm-hmm. and, I, and, I, and I pay my own bill. I guess right. basically I came from the kitchen and washing the dishes and peering out at people who could afford it to now I'm able to do that for myself. But it's just being honorable, mm-hmm. being respecting money, but also knowing that um, I guess what I was saying earlier too was that I learned that I don't have to worry about where the money is coming from if I don't hold on to it. If I recognize mm-hmm. that it's a resource to be able to be used and uh, to be a vehicle for my purpose, it's always going to be a flow. When we talk about money, and I say this in my class, money is currency. There is a flow to it. It's almost like having a water faucet turned on. It's either going to drip or you're going to turn it on full. But if you turn mm-hmm. it, when, when it's on full, your mind isn't consumed that you're not going to get anymore. You're not going to have enough. The money comes from the Lord. And if we will be honorable with it and honor Him, he will let it come on full force. Well, you know, Peggy, I have to I have to say this too, that it is a belief system because not everybody believes that money comes from the Lord. So the yes. belief system has to be that there is a creator and that yes. you believe that the creator is the possessor of wealth or, you know, that all wealth comes from the creator. Mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. one one of the things that I wanted to ask you was, did you ever 
and I, I, you know, in my, in some of my experiences, I did, I, I do the question, why me? Why? Did you ever, you know, why? Here I am here, and now I'm here dealing with real washing dishes, grateful to have this, and peering out at people who are eating in a restaurant, finest restaurant in Dallas, where at one time I could have been right there. So did you ever, you know, just within your spirit say why? why yes, I asked that a me? lot. And that was part <laughs> of my journey as well. I would say, well, I just quit. I give up. I'm just, and, and I would mm-hmm. cry a lot. And then I, I would quit for five minutes. And then I would get up because I just had that determined spirit. And I would That's get up and say, right. I'm not quitting. I know that I can get past this. I owe this to my children. I can't right. leave them in this state. I have to do better so that they can see me do better and so that they can do better and that they could learn. I did ask that a lot. I didn't get the answer to that until three years ago when I started Prosperity 101. When I started that, it was placed in my spirit, go and teach what you know, because I started helping younger people here in the Los Angeles area and they were in the same state that I was. They weren't taught. They didn't know how to do it. They had the big dreams, but they didn't have a healthy relationship with money. Yeah, because so they it were takes chasing money and in this capitalistic society to make those dreams happen. Yes. Uh, God places in us a dream, and that dream is to be manifested, but it cannot be manifested on this earth without resources. So you That's need correct. money. But so many people haven't been trained as, as, as you're talking about it, to have this right relationship with money uh, and to recognize that money is only a source, only a resource to be used to give away and to help. And so I, I am so happy that you're able to share this because I think when we start talking about money, you know, and people say, I want to be rich in short. Uh, in fact, I just read today that a couple came forth who won the Powerball and they elected to take something like, and I may be quite inaccurate, but something like $360 million in cash. Mm-hmm. And so you, you think about that, but they waited six months before they came forth to claim uh, that money or even let people know that they had it. So, you know, it will be interesting to see how they will be able to handle that because the statistics show that many people who accumulate money really fast, winning uh, winnings, usually within a number, a period, small period of time, they lose it all because they haven't learned some of the lessons that you're teaching in pri- prosperity, I'm sure, 101. I want to ask you something. What is the most frequently uh, asked question you get when people uh, come to you for help? People ask me to help them get out of debt. I have all of this debt. I just need to get. I just need to pay this debt off. And my question to them then is, mm-hmm. do you have a budget? Do you know how much it costs to run your household every month? And are you keeping a budget? And they go, no, 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 I got that already. I got that. I just need to get out of debt. I just need to pay these debt off, this debt off. I'm just in anxiety with mm-hmm. this debt. And I try to share with them we have to, again, using that ladder and the steps to the ladder, we have to stabilize you first. Mm-hmm. If I, I can teach you how to get out of debt and give you a plan where you'd be out of debt in mm-hmm. probably half the time of what you're doing right now. But if you don't have your everyday together, you mm-hmm. don't have your everyday budget. How much do you spend? How much does this cost? Are you paying your bills on time? Do you know when they're due? 
If you don't have that, if you're not walking in an orderly fashion with that, we're going to pay the debt off, and the same issues you had on why you spent that much money to get in debt, you're going to go and do it again, and you're going to be back in debt again. So the process is one step at a time from lack to stability to prosperity to abundance. And if you try to take a shortcut and not have the discipline of it, you're just going to be back down to lack. That's why we're in that cycle all the time. Right. But you know, the other thing that bothers me, and, and I have to say this, but, you know, when you think about it generally, uh, and it's not just here in the United States, but every place, that, you know, many I've traveled abroad and gone to different continents, and you'll see that this, there's this pressure to buy, buy, buy. And if you can't afford it, you can sign here and get credit, uh, pay on time. And so, so many people feel, you know, sort of entrapped into debt because they want things, these material things. Kids want things. I see kids falling out in the store crying because mom can't buy this or won't buy it. So it's almost like we're driven to debt, (laughs) to get in debt. We are, but we're driven from that trying to use things Mm -hmm. to fill voids that it was never meant to fill. So if you're in debt because you've used your credit card to max and maxed your credit card out, on shopping or trips Mm -hmm. or whatever, you're going to do the same thing again because you haven't addressed the real issue. It isn't the pair of shoes that's going to make you feel better. It's not the fine dining that's going to make you feel better. It's not the trips that's going to make you feel better. It's not the jewelry. You have to address the issues. And in that four-year period, I addressed a lot of issues. I didn't like what I saw, but I Mm -hmm. wanted to be healthy Mm-hmm. I knew what I saw wasn't right, so I had to be honest with myself. And that's what we do even in my first in the first session of my workshop. We go through a lot of what I call digging up hard soil so mm-hmm. that we could plant good seeds and so we can water it with our tides, with our confessions, with our declarations that we make, with us not saying that we're broke, with us saying that mm-hmm. this is not part of my budget. I'm working on another plan. However, Peggy, you would have never realized some of this had you stayed in that situation and continued to live that lifestyle. Not at all. You'd never come to the realization of having this healthy relationship with money and being able to teach what you're teaching today, which I know and I hear is very popular, uh, your Prosperity 101 sessions. What's now? Would you describe? Did you describe the biggest issue that you see with people and their finances today? Rich, poor, women, men, young or old, was the biggest issue. Uh, uh, is that I would. I will tell you this, and I believe I know. Mm-hmm. That's why I have such great influence because I've had the money mm-hmm. and wasn't disciplined with it, and I mm-hmm. didn't have the money. I had to get disciplined, but even in that four-year period, I wasn't always disciplined. I was doing things to take an easy way, or I would get a large chunk of money, and instead of doing right with it, I would still go and buy. And then there I was back at the bottom of that ladder again until I learned the lesson properly. But I would say the biggest thing is people don't have a plan, and we're not disciplined. We also want everything fast. We want it, and we want it now. Okay, Peggy, we're going to take a quick break. We're going to be right back after this break, and we're going to conclude with some of your challenges and how do you define financial acumen, and do you believe all people are to acquire wealth or just a few? 
So stay listeners, stay right there. We'll be right back with Miss Peggy Buck. Thank you for We're on Facebook, along with some of the greatest minds of the world, and that includes you. Visit us on Facebook at Voice America Empowerment. If you're in an unhealthy relationship or you want to know what helps you avoid being in an unhealthy relationship, be sure to tune into Tamar's Relationship Transformations. Host, author, and certified relationship coach Tamar Neal uses real scenarios from her experience as a 911 operator and counselor to change the way you see potentially abusive relationships. Tune in every Wednesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. How are you doing in your life? Do you control your life or does it control you? In our hectic, overconnected world, do you spend too much time feeling tired and wired? Tune in to Master Your Life with hosts Leah Mattinson and Dr. Howard Rankin for inspiration, insight, and intelligence on how to gain control of yourself and your life. Along with some inspirational and knowledgeable guests, Leah and Howard will give you the tools needed to help you on your journey. Tune in every Tuesday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, noon Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Success starts here. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. It's your world. This is Transformation for Success. To reach Dr. Barbara Young or today's guest, please call into the program at 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to info at transformationforsuccess.com. Now, back to this week's program. Hello, and thank you. This is a great day, and I'm excited to have as my guest, Ms. Peggy Buck, a financial consultant and a former person in sales and marketing with a remarkable story about her journey of wealth to social services to climbing back again, where now she's moved from lack to stability to, uh, what is it, Peggy? Lack, stability, mm-hmm. To prosperity, prosperity to bar- and abundance. abundance, and she's going to talk a little bit about that. So, Peggy, I like that, and I'm doing a flow chart that we move from lack to stability to prosperity to abundance. Those are four steps, and that a lot. What you've said earlier that a lot of people are in debt because they're buying things to fill a void. And one of the things I wanted to ask you are. What what do you think, uh, well, I'm going to put it this way. Why do you think that so many people don't know the basic budgeting skills? Is it because we aren't taught (laughs) or what? I think it's the, um, it is a big part of that is that we are not taught. If I think of generations back, uh, people had wealth and they, we had things like, Uh, layaway and things like that. So we weren't chasing after and wanting things right now. So I think one of the big things is that we're not taught, but the other part of that, um, another big piece is that we don't have patience to wait on on things. We want it. We're like in this microwave society. We want it. I want want it it right now. now. (laughs) 
<laughs> I want it now. I want that new dress now. I don't want to wait for it. Uh, six months. I want to wear it tomorrow. <laughs> so it, it makes it a little difficult. Now, do you? one of the things I had said uh, before break, uh, do you, Peggy, believe that all people are to acquire wealth or just a few? I think we're That's all able to question. have. I think we're all able to to acquire wealth, but we have to define what wealth is on our level. I don't think that everybody is millionaires, billionaires. Um, what is your purpose? What is your purpose for being here? What are you passionate about that's going to help someone else? Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think that everybody is to be at certain levels in wealth, but I don't believe that you have to do what I had to do, which is count what I have in my shopping cart at the supermarket and have to put things back. I think we all are able to be comfortable in whatever level and place that we are in our purpose set in this world. Um, But it all really, again, depends on what you believe wealth is. When I had lots of money and was building houses from the ground up, I -hmm. thought I was wealthy, but I was really poor because I was poor in spirit. I didn't have peace. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I I didn't sleep well at night. I didn't pay my bills on time. So how you define your success, how you define Mm -hmm. what level of wealth and peace that you... Um, that you are at. I think that's how I would answer that. Okay, so you would think that uh, people can have wealth, but mostly what it comes with is peace. If you have money and there's yes. peace with it. Yes, in short, money is a saying. resource. I it's don't, a resource. Money mm-hmm. doesn't have me. I have it. It obeys me, but I have to respect it. Right. You know, it's really funny. Um, Not funny, but years ago, there was a man who um, is a financial advisor, and he he talked to me, and he said, I want to tell you something, and I had never heard this before. Uh, He said, money's objective is to get away from you. Mm. And I was like, what? He said, well, think about it. You get a paycheck every month. Uh, It's a check. It's a paper. It's in form of a paper. He says, and if you have direct deposit, which many of us do here in the United States and maybe some mm-hmm. other places, it goes straight to the bank. You never actually see it. You don't see money. So you don't really get a grasp of the money. But you take that paycheck, and if it were to be given to you in cash, and you start to go buy groceries, you start to pay gas, you tr- start to expend the monies then you begin to see the value of it in sense of it goes away from you. <laughs> yes. And so I thought I have never gotten that out of my head. So sometimes when I, for me personally, if I want to make sure I'm keeping on track with the budget, I'll just have cash. And I know if I have $100 and I spend this, and I know that I can't afford that because I've got to have this $50 left here because mm-hmm. I need to buy that. It makes me more conscious that of the flow, where it's going. You talked about where is it going, you know, it's coming in, where is it going. So anyway, uh, it was an interesting thought when we think about money, particularly here, I know, in the United States, many of us don't even see the money. It goes straight to the bank. There are very few people who deal with cash. That's so, correct. 
But in short, Peggy, what should people know about the three top things that they need to be successful with their finances? First, as I mentioned, this was my way of getting out of it, out Mm -hmm. of lack and poverty, was to have a commitment to myself. Okay. Have to be committed to myself that whatever it takes, whatever is in front of me, whatever comes up of why I'm making these different decisions, I have to make a commitment that I'm going to walk in new behaviors. Mm -hmm. Because if you change your behavior, you'll change the outcome. And so I had to walk in a new behavior, and I had to be committed to that. Uh, the second thing I did was discipline myself, just discipline mm-hmm. myself in my spending. You talked about having cash. I had to go to the point of, because I was overspending and swiping my card too much, and I wasn't tracking what was still in the bank, so I was making more trouble for myself by not mm-hmm. having discipline. And so Mm -hmm. I would put the money in an envelope, that envelope would have groceries on it, and it would literally make me make a different decision because I had the cash there. I'm Mm -hmm. either going to spend it all and I'm not going to have anything left, or I'm going to make a different decision. Uh, The other thing that I would say is I started reading books to educate myself. Mm -hmm. to educate myself on money, to educate myself on credit, to educate myself on um, different aspects of money. Um, And then I started reading different books of people who had money and who who was doing it well. Mm -hmm. That's a good one. Kind of seeing (laughs) it from their point of view. Okay. And, And it's interesting because that's what this show is about, Transformation for Success, to listen to the stories of people who have done it who've transformed their lives and, and that the listeners can share, can hear and share their strategies for success. So basically, people who have done it and done it well. I love yes. that. So first, you made a commitment to yourself and to walk in the new behavior. How long does it take to walk in new behavior? Because, you know, some people will tell you, how long do I have to walk in new behavior? Um, I think I've heard the statement of 21 days, but Mm -hmm. for me, it took longer than that. It just took longer. And it took me falling down some, making old behaviors, Mm -hmm. and then bringing my own self back to saying, I committed to myself and I let my own self down. So it was a lot of forgiveness for me. It Mm -hmm. was, um, but I just had to stay open with... Why am I making this decision? I had to walk a little bit slower. Um, Mm -hmm. My whole process was four long, long, long years. Um, I wouldn't say that it takes four long years for someone else, but now that I teach my workshops and my passion is to help people get stabilized and go up that Mm -hmm. ladder up to prosperity and abundance, um, and just to kind of show them that if I did it, they can do it. Here's a simple, easy process to do it. Um, I would say a good couple months, if they gave themselves like 90 days, because you're going to mm-hmm. fall some, but you have to forgive mm-hmm. yourself and you have to start over new, start over new. And that's what I um, said earlier in the show that I learned even when I didn't do so well in one month, I started mm-hmm. over fresh the next month. And that's so encouraging because, you know, the the point you make, too, is about, you know, I'm going to start this, I may fall down, but I'm going to pick myself up, give myself, and go back 
to doing it. I don't know how long it takes, but I'm going to change that behavior. And, you know, it's so interesting because this is applicable to any sort of addiction. Because I think, you know, poverty or misspending money, mismanaging money can, um, can really become what I would say addictive behavior because you don't know any better. So because you don't know any better, you don't do better. So once you do begin that process, I, I, I thank you so much for sharing that, to make that commitment to yourself, walk in that new behavior. And it may take a little bit longer. It may take some people shorter. But if you fall down, forgive yourself. And then the discipline. I like the fact of maybe having the envelopes or whatever structure that will make you out there, the listeners, feel that you can manage uh, discipline yourself as it relates to how much money. Because, you know, this is good stuff. And then reading books. Nowadays, we can go online and we can uh, Google and we can look at uh, information and have it ready handy on the Internet to educate oneself. And then also to look at people who've done it and who've done it well. So... Truly, you know, Peggy, you are an amazing woman. What is the greatest joy that, that you've experienced with this Prosperity 101? I can't wait to just sort of take that course myself. <laughs> My greatest joy is I see light bulbs go off in my workshops, meaning oh, I see people, I got it. Um, after the first class, I see... First, I see them come in with a heavy load because you can Uh tell that. People look down. Their eyes are not bright. By the end of the first class, we've had a session of crying, forgiving ourselves, but dedicating Uh ourselves to move forward. And And I must say that as well. A lot of times we can get in a cycle and we think we're never going to get out of it. This is as good as it's going to get. Um, oh, my God, I've made these decisions. And, and we can't continue to beat ourselves up. Acknowledge it, release it, let it go, and be determined that you're going to move forward. And so I see that even after the first class. Um, in my workshops, mm-hmm. I give homework after each class. And there's a three-session oh. three, three okay. workshop. So they have homework, and then I'm holding them accountable. Um, I started out even with just talking to them that I've had the most and I've had the least. And so whatever story you're going to tell me, I've used it and lived it, and I was that dysfunction times 10. So I'm not (laughs) addressing anything that I haven't done and experienced myself, but I will tell you the truth because I love you and I don't want that lie to continue on. And so I just see freedom in people. I've seen people and had people in my class that um, didn't have a place to stay. Uh Before it was over, they had a job. We network in there. You have, you're the answer to somebody else's prayer. So we network in there. They have jobs. Um, They know how much they need for bills. They have their name back. They're accountable now. They pay their bills on time. They have savings. They have emergencies. That's wonderful. Yeah. Thank you, Peggy, so much for sharing. I know the listeners have enjoyed you today. My guest, Ms. Peggy Buck. Peggy, thank you again for sharing your insightful words and just for sharing your story. Truly, you're an amazing woman and you've experienced much, but thank you for your authenticity and transparency. I wish you all the best for a bright and successful future and more of those Prosperity 101 sessions. So as I close today, I want to thank you, Peggy. And as we've learned From Peggy's story today, whatever you're going through, don't quit. Forgive yourself. 
take all of the notes that we've given you today about how to get yourself back on track, commit to yourself, walk in that new behavior, discipline yourself, and read books to educate yourself about finances and learn about people who have done it well. So don't quit. Learning to change the course of your life can be a challenge, but remember, changes first take place in our minds. You got to have a new mindset. And I want to tell you this, you can do it. You were born to be successful, so keep dreaming, dream big, and stay tuned next week for the Transformation for Success show with me. I'll be right back with another interesting guest and show. Until next week, this is Dr. Barbara Young signing off. Be encouraged, be joyful, be grateful, be motivated, be loving, and most importantly, be forever transformed with greatness. Keep well on your journey to success and financial success, most importantly. God bless you. We appreciate you joining us for Transformation for Success. Please join your host, Dr. Barbara Young, again next Tuesday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time. That's 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Or join us for our replay every Friday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time and 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Women's Channel. Have an outstanding week. 